During a crisis, you know, cocktail hour can be almost any hour. make me burp. Okay. Well. Well. We're coming to you live. From the coup. I mean, we're not live right now, but we're currently live in the middle of the coup. God. It's quite something. It's not funny. I've turned away from the news. It's not funny. It's terrifying. Not funny. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's sad. It's both unexpected and completely expected. But that's where we are for this last episode of season one. Yes, that's what we're saying. We're saying this is the last episode. After our holiday break that we did not announce. Sorry. We'll be better about it in the future. Welcome back. Um, Last episode of season one. Of the Boozy Sitters Club. Welcome. Jazz hands that people can't hear. And it's it's our wrap-up Boozy Extra where we finally talk about our thoughts and feelings about Stacey Abrams' book. Which is also very timely because in addition to there being a a small coup today, um, we also got the results of the Georgia elections, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and both have been officially called for the Democratic candidates. You know, on the day of the coup, I do have to say there is nothing more American than the preacher at Martin Luther King's church and a nice Jewish boy going to the Senate from the South. I, that just warms my heart, the cockles of my heart. And <laughs> on top of that, one other small piece of news that you may have missed, uh, Biden appointed Merrick Garland to be attorney general. I did see that. I was a little sad by so, that, but it was a nice FU, but I really wanted it to be Doug Jones. I know. I feel like they're going to find something for Doug Jones to do. I mean, they'll find something. Maybe he'll move to Georgia. Mm-hmm. They seem to like Democrats there. Or maybe this will be a wave of like, you We got to fix Florida first. We got to fix Florida first. I did see a very good point where that somebody made that was basically this is the Georgia results are because of years mm-hmm. of effort. So let's start now mm-hmm. to see results in other states like Alabama, Florida, Texas. Um, there was another one, North Carolina, I think. Um yeah. Although I feel like North Carolina is a little bit more. But anyway, the point was start now to see results in 2024, 2026, it's true. 2028. And because we got to keep going. And I don't want and again, we're no, no shocker, we're coming to you live as two very big Democrats. It's like bleeding heart liberals. Yes. So I don't I don't want to hear anybody boo-hooing that we don't have margins as big as we want. Blah blah blah. We lost seats in the house. I get that, but fuck, we have all three levers of power now. We better fucking do something. Do something. So welcome again. Welcome. Sorry. We just had a rant. It's a it's coup day. No, this is yeah, it's coup day. It is um going to be a time 
we're gonna as stephanie said talk about i don't know why i just like i feel like normally i don't address you in the third person but as you said um we're going to talk about the Stacey Abrams book that we read that we... I finished it. Did you manage to finish it? Uh, I'll be honest. I forgot I was supposed to finish it. Cool. Um, that's fine. But isn't that what um, like real book clubs do? Someone doesn't always finish the book. I've never been in a real book club because I know they would frustrate me. So I just... I'm in a book go. club... But I don't really think I'm in the book club. I keep, I've just, I'm on the text thread. I mean, I feel like based on what I've heard about book clubs, that seems. Yeah. I mean, we can, we're, st- I mean, I guess we're, te- I guess we're also really starting a book club with this. So it's it, just us, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the hope is that listeners will read along with books that sound interesting to them. Yeah. Um, and maybe you can and- come on and talk to us about it. Mm-hmm. Or send us your thoughts because we have some oh, yeah. thoughts on this one. We have from a, a friend of the pod. I, I'm trying to make this like a Pauline epistle. Alisa Ein. Alisa Ein? Alisa Ein Letter. I mean, I, I think it's still. It's still an epistle, it, it but could I was. It could be Alisa Ein epistle. I wanted a different word. From a oh, pistol. It's a wee letter. Well, it's a Lee sign yeah. wee letter. Anyway. And we are still drinking. So let's start with that because that's important. What are you okay. drinking? Well, because of the coup, I went with one of my favorites that is the, oh, you want to drink and don't want to fuck around with anything? Have a gimlet. Okay, my 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 parents, after my what turned into, apparently I just took a vacation at my parents' house, I found some lakes that they're, um, shockingly, there's lakes in Lakeland. Um, what? It, like, off their neighborhood. Anyway, so they came back with me because I had too much stuff. Oh, sure, it happens. It happens. And we went to the library and my mom ordered a gimlet, and what she said was, Nell turned me on to these. <laughs> I love a gimlet. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So she'll be very happy They're to know that you're gimleting. Quite delicious. Um, my personal rule that I have learned over the years is two max. Does not matter how many, how much I'm like, I can have another. No. No, you cannot. Um, two max and two only if there is dinner involved. Okay. Are you going to tell everyone how to make a gimlet and that's, sure. and that's why you're only yeah. having two? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple. You can do a vodka or a gin. I'm drinking a vodka gimlet. Um, you can either use fresh lime juice or roses uh, lime. And I did a fresh lime juice. So basically it is uh, vodka, two and a half ounces of vodka, half an ounce of lime juice, half an ounce of simple syrup. And that's it. it. (laughs) I'm drinking a bowl of vodka, friends. (laughs) A bowl of vodka. Uh, That's fair. The sad thing is my lime that I had was not juicy at all. And so I have used up all of my lime juice. 
in one. That might be for the best. Yes, it was small mm. and dry. Uh, but that, again, that might be for the best because of the aforementioned limit on gimlets. I get it. I get it. What you drinking? So, also because of the coup, um, and because my dog had some gastrointestinal problems that we will not get into, I did not make a cocktail. But I happily and luckily had a bottle of uh, Freak Show. Oh, I enjoy that. It's the 2017 Zinfandel. It's quite nice. Nice. Oh, that's big. Nice. I believe a friend of the pod, Trish and Jorge, got me this for my birthday. Lovely. And if not, now they did. Give them credit anyway. Um, They got the credit. And it's quite good. I don't I don't think I've actually had Freak Show before, but once this is from my birthday because I remember pulling the bottle out and everyone was like, ooh, it's so good. And I was like, I've never had Freak Show. And literally everyone there was like, you've never had Freak Show? And I was like, oh, God. There's one. I think it's the Freak Show. Is is Freak Show the brand or the the blend? I think. Or like the type, like the name of the wine. I don't because there's one I that I like know. that's called it's a, a petite petite and it's I think that same brand and it's um, a petite Verdot and a petite oh, something I don't else. Know, but it's Michael and um, David's David Michael. <gasps> Freak show. Thematic. Cool. It's lovely. And I like the bottle. And it's not Mayomi, which I love, but I accidentally kept purchasing bottles when they were on sale, and now I have like ha- I have like a case. So if anyone wants oh, to nice. drink some Pinot Noir with me before our three cold days are over, let me know. I'm in. So that's okay. So that's what we're drinking. So this book. Is that what we're that's what we're drinking. This book. So um, the book is called. I got ha- ne- never never tell? tell. I got about halfway through. I finished it. Okay. Um, there was a point, like, and I I thought about, like, as I was reading, I was like, I should bookmark this to be like, tell everybody else, just start at this point. Because it, it was literally like, it, not to overuse a cliche, but it turned a page. Like, <laughs> it felt like an entirely different book. And I think maybe we should remind people that we did, um, they can go back and listen if they haven't already, but we did a, a quick But we're not going to get all snotty about it. <laughs> oh, I'll get snotty. Let's be real here. It's coup day. Anything goes. It's coup day. Or as one of our my coworkers, your former coworker said today, happy Civil War Day. I was, we were like, no, don't put that out there. Please, dear Lord. <laughs> yeah. So... We started reading this. Both of us kind of went, ugh. It was tough to get into. It was real rapey. Like, the. It was really just the the romance parts of the book that I wasn't into. Everything else, I actually really enjoyed. were not actually romantic. No. No. The romance parts, when last we talked, the romance parts were all about the main character whose name is formerly Annalise, currently Erin, yes. because she's 
in hiding, secret hiding. Because um, she murdered somebody. She murdered or, someone who was her domestic abuser. Yeah. So we think. So. And um, and and then the the male protagonist, forget his name because he's kind of an asshole. Gabriel. Um, Gabriel was real like. I'm drawn to you and I don't know why. So I'm just going to touch you and follow you and grab you about the waist. I watched Bridgerton. So like, I'm very, I, we can have that as a separate extra. I haven't yet. It's on my list. I, before I finished, watched it, I realized I had to finish the great. So I did that. So now I can watch Bridgerton. Not that they're the same or any, any way related. No, I think they're, I haven't watched the great, but I think they're in the same vein, similar in, in tone in some ways. Um, Bridgerton Shonda Rhimes, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and based on a romance novel series. People, people seem to like romance novels and they seem to be all the rage. um, Yeah. I will say, so one of the descriptions I saw about Bridgerton before I watched it on the Twitter was Jane Austen, but it fucks. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'll watch that now, I guess. Do not watch it with your mom. Good note. Or anybody else in the room. If you are, you know, don't watch it with kids. Not a kid show. What about dogs? Dogs are fine. Okay. Dogs are fine. Unless they get embarrassed. I mean, Piper. She'll, she'll be fine. I get embarrassed in front of her. Um, so anyway, back to our current, our current book, it just felt, it did not feel romantic. The male lead was like, I think we were supposed to feel. I don't know what we were supposed to feel. I don't know. Like he was so drawn to her that he couldn't help but touch her. And that was okay because there was this thing between them, but like. She didn't feel the thing between no, them. No, and she All wrote she it in a way was, that was, like, very obvious that she wasn't into it. But then when she switched perspective to Gabriel, yeah. it was like, on one hand, he understood but that like he couldn't he stop himself. This, but he couldn't stop himself, and so that was okay Which, because he felt I feel thing. like oh, it was the oh, definition of, like, toxic masculinity. Yes. So... I pushed through and there was a point where, and I don't remember exactly like I got to, what happens. But I got to a point where like she finally like gave into them teaming up on solving the murder and that got yes. a little better. And honestly, I was starting to get into it a little bit more and then I just straight forgot that I was supposed to be reading it. Yeah. So, and I, I think for this, we're just going to spoil the shit out That's of That's what it. book so club's about. Is like, you have yeah. to read the book before, bitches. Yeah, if you didn't, oh well. Basically, there is a serial killer in New Orleans. Gabriel is a journalist, newspaper reporter. Um, he's trying to solve the crime. He senses there's something up with Aaron slash Annalise. Yeah. She is a genius criminal profiler. She recognizes that the killer, everything's connected to her. All the people that are getting killed are somehow connected to her. And the killer's leaving all these clues that and not only, only she can connected out. to her, 
more like connected to her abuser that she has allegedly killed. Yes. Yes. So they team up, which I also feel like was a little bit of blackmail on his point, his part. It was, but it was also like she did need the help, I will yes. say that. Yeah. So So at some point she kind of is like I recognize that I have these feelings for this guy and so they they end up like making out somewhere at some point mm-hmm. whatever and she's kind of like no 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 we can't do this blah 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 and then at some point she is like no I'm into this like actually I'm realizing this doesn't this doesn't make me feel the way that I felt before it feels good I want to be near him whatever right which again I feel like is not the best way to portray all of this because it made it seem like well you have these issues but just push past them a man can solve them yeah like just, and i don't think uh, it was it meant just, to be that way i think it was more like she i think it was supposed to be more like she had this bad thing happen to her in her past in a relationship and she was supposed to find that she really could let her guard down in love, but it did come off not great. I so we're also making it sound like it's not well written. It's actually excellently well written, and she seamlessly goes back and forth between perspective in a way that I haven't really seen in a lot of books. I just wished it was different. Yeah, there was some stuff that felt a little cliche and a little like overdone, but I also I think that's like, the genre. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Did you get to the backstory, her backstory? Like her going to college and the guy making her not do linguistics? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really well written. I thought like I almost wished I understood the why she put it where she put it, but I almost wish it was earlier. Yes. So basically had seen that. Yeah. They go into her backstory and she basically is like she's been a young genius her whole life and she's had a gift for languages. And prior to her going to college as a as a minor. Yeah, I think it was like 16. Yeah, like she was on like game shows and things basically using her talents as like what the guy who would inevitably end up being her abuser called like the how did he put it it was i don't remember how do you say how do you say sorry i'm still on the baldwin thing i think that uh, back to that i think if she would have just said what's the name of that and not put the spanish part because i forget the name word doing it now i forget the names of things and words like all the time i could not remember the name word vertical today and just kept pushing my hands up and down like i like it was a penis it was not great so like just anyway um like so they goes into that and she wants to like get a doctorate in linguistics and he basically manipulates her into because she's too good because she's yeah because she's i recognize she's too good and i can't control her if she goes into linguistics right and that she's better than him she's made connections that he hasn't made yet and he doesn't want to compete with her 
So he basically tells her she's shit and makes her pick something else. And he'll help her if... Which, of course, she's amazing at because she's a genius, but... It's just not like her passion, her natural natural yeah. aptitude. So you you get to see like how he's not only physically but also psychologically abused her since she was a child. Yeah, essentially, he literally like she goes to college when she's sixteen. When she graduates, I think she's eighteen, and and she literally ends up moving in with him, and he pretty much locks her in a room in the house and alienates her to a degree where no one else, everyone else on campus thinks she's made this choice and looks down on her for it and completely alienates her. Her parents have tragically died in an accident. There's so many things. Her best friend, who's basically like a brother to her, has disappeared because he's also been alienated. And I mean, again, he's like 16, 17, 18. What's he going to do? Yeah. Like, all that but I, I do feel like all of that if i if i read that earlier in the story i think that would have helped yeah it nothing helps the i want to touch another person it's they're literally saying do not touch me and yeah. they do it anyway because i feel so strongly like nothing fixes that yeah sorry stacy abrams you are a brilliant political strategist but nothing fixes that yeah no and maybe like some of the other ones i don't not i'm i'm probably not gonna give we're it not a gonna read more no <laughs> but no. so i mean you got to the end was the end any better i i think once the what happened first i think off, actually tell me what happened <laughs> Uh, I have to remember. So I think what? if and when you are. Was the murderer so, her ex person who she no. killed? No. No. <gasps> no. Plot twist. Is it even someone so, she knows? Was it her best friend? Yes. No. Okay, that makes me feel better. You want to keep guessing? I can't think of anybody else. Okay. So, Was it Gabriel? Um, no. Was it his sister? No. Was it the police officer that wrote her off? Was it? I can't think of. I don't know who else is left. <laughs> so that was one of my other problems with the book, is that it kind of became a ah uh, the murderer is this character that I've told you about conveniently and then forgot about for two thirds of the book. Oh, so, was it his partner at the at the reporting newspaper? No. Damn it. Nope. Was it the person that bought Closer, Was it the person that bought out the newspaper? Nope. Nope. Was it the lady that works at the newspaper? Nope, not a newspaper person. <laughs> Just stop you right Damn there. Damn it. It's on her side. Her side. If you want to keep guessing. I can't think of anyone else on her side. So Did I meet this person? Um, you did. Briefly. Which is again why I'm like. Okay. It's the introduce the gun in the first act. It has to go out off in the third. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, but, okay. So basically, the actual end of the book was good. And So, like, if, if I you, have time, read it. If you have time, keep reading. Okay. Because I, I still want to know who, di- point, who did it, though. Yes, I'll tell you. Um, I got to a point where I, there was a, a point where I was reading and I actively 
kept reading versus stopping to do other things watch something on tv or whatever like i was seeking it out because it became very compelling so it sounds like she's a better mystery writer than romance writer yes like i found her i w- i wanted her to write are we surprised kind of that she's jessica fletcher no <laughs> but now i want that tv series like i murder just she want wrote to with stacy abrams <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But not like Stacey Abrams playing Jessica Fletcher. No. I just want Stacey Abrams by day, brilliant political strategist, by night, solving murders. I mean, she might and be. Committing them. Oh, Jessica Fletcher was 100% a serial killer. Love okay. it. Okay. Back to the story. So, back to the story. Um, so, basically, we... It just escalates where all these people are getting killed. Um, it gets to a point where it's very clear they have to go back to the cabin where the abuser was killed. Right. Everything is pointing back to that location, which is in California. They're currently in New Orleans. So, um, and she admits to the police d- detective... I love a gimlet. Um, <laughs> I'm on glass killed... number two. I'm almost done, and I'm wondering if you can make a gimlet with lemon juice instead of lime juice. I don't know. I mean, you can. Just, I don't know. It's going to taste like, we'll see we'll what happens, it. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically, her emotional state, she decides she loves Gabriel, Um through all of this, we learn that, and this seems like a sort of a weird detail, but sort of germane. The dude who was the abuser never sexually abused her. Just physically and mentally. Yes. Which comes into play where she basically has no understanding of like physical attraction Mm. and sex. Mm. So once she kind of, her brain opens itself up to Gabriel, then she's kind of like, oh, I think, I think this is how this goes. And I can't remember when in this all kind of happens, but they end up sleeping together and she's kind of like, yeah, they're all now super like, yep, this like we're all good. She's and this is where I was also like, eh. It felt a little like it was she was cured of her issues because of she his slept penis. With him and she enjoyed it. Yes. Cured by a penis. Like we, like sands through the hourglass. These are the days of our penis. I mean no sense. I don't even know why I said that. No, I get it. It like, on one hand, huh? on the other hand, I, I sort of understand, like, I think I understand where she was going. Like, But, like, I'm, in the real world, empowered. there would have been, like, some therapy that went along with this. It wouldn't have just been right. the D. Right. Right. So, anyway, she's feeling better about herself. She realizes she can't hide anymore. And if she's going to catch this killer, she's got to 
confess. So she goes to the, I think it's the like police detective in New Orleans, this woman, and she confesses. And she's like, hey, there was this dude. He was abusing me. Here's what happened. I killed him. I killed him, threw him off a cliff. It was in California. Now the serial killer is luring me back there and we got to go. We all got to go to go catch the serial killer. Right. Because the serial killer is in New Orleans, but they're luring me to California. California. So they all hop on a plane and they go and basically- Remember when you could hop on a plane? I really actually don't. I know. And people are still doing it. It's so weird. Anyway, so they hop on a plane. They hop on a plane. Basically, they're like, we're not going to do anything to you until you help us catch this killer. But then you got to go to jail because, sorry, you killed someone. So they go to the cabin. Shit happens. The killer arrives. And it is the teaching assistant. The teaching assistant. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's Why was it the teaching was. assistant? Because I'm going to not remember this cr- exactly correctly, but close enough. I believe she also was pulled under the spell of the abuser, uh. but she was, she was never like the, the favorite. And so she was jealous of but Aaron. She ne- Aaron never met her. In California? No, because... Because he was no. uh, keeping them separate and crazy abusive. Yes. Oh. Or reasons or something. But basically, this other girl was under his thrall and in that abusive mentality, but also extraordinarily jealous of Aaron because she saw that Aaron was the favorite. his favorite. And then when he died, she blamed Aaron for taking him away. So then she went after, but she was also brilliant in the linguistics and the blah, 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 blah. And so she made this trap or whatever. And as they're in their like James Bond villain moment where I'm going to kill you, but first I'm going to divulge all my secrets Mm -hmm. moment. What she says is she was at the cabin the night that Aaron killed him. But because okay. reasons. But she doesn't. So she followed them or something. I get that. But like, so, but she didn't. The whole book starts off with her get with Aaron getting viciously beaten. Yes. So, so she was fine beats, with that. Oh, yeah. Because she's mad at Aaron. She hates Aaron. So whatever happens to Aaron. Is Got it. Okay. Whatever. And so she sees all of that. And so if you remember. In the initial scenes, Aaron is beaten and then a gun goes off and then she's kind of in and out of consciousness and she wakes up and there he is dead. Right. And the gun is there and she's killed him. Eh, eh, eh. She blacked out. Um, Something happened. This is where I'm hazy on the details. I probably should have reviewed the book. Um, Crazy girl. Crazy lady. Teaching assistant. Shot him. Oh, by accident. Got it. Or something like so that. So Aaron doesn't have to go to jail so, now? Yes. Got it. Okay. Yes. So she can ride off into the sunset with Gabriel? Yes. And his D. And his D. Does this story save his paper in any way? Do we get that resolved? 
Yes, because they break this scoop. Like they have the scoop of who was the killer and they get the interview with Aaron and all of that. And so um, he gets the sponsors. He gets the sponsors, money is pouring in, and he beats big media. I mean, I do like ever after. I do like to see when big media gets beat. Unless it's it's Fox News getting beat by Newsmax and OAN, then that's problematic. I mean it, Yeah, but doesn't that then mean that like I don't know, like if you're if you're if the if the crazy gets beat by the crazier like, well, because then I don't want crazier. I don't want the serial killer know, going like mainstream. The, right. But like. It's a conundrum. But if you have, there's the people that are like the middle of the road mm-hmm. that are leaning towards Fox. And so you get those people. But those people are never going to be as crazy. Those as people Owen are not going to storm the Capitol. Those people are not going to storm the Capitol. True. Okay, so the Lee Sign Epistle. I have to find the Lee yes. Sign Epistle. Okay. Okay, it's literally a letter. She wrote us a letter because she could not be on the pod. She also, There's also a link. There's so many things. She, like, dug deep. The Lee Sign Epistle. Lee Sign. The Lee Sign Epistle. Okay, dramatic reading. I was very excited to listen to the Boozy Sitters Club Boozy Extra 9 Discussion about the romance novel Never Tell by Selena Montgomery. While a new genre for Nell and Stephanie, I am an avid romance novel reader, preferring historical romances, mostly Regency and 13th century Scottish, but with a sprinkling of contemporary romances added in. In its marketing, Never Tell is positioned as a psychological romance. It's true, it is. It is. It's why we picked it. It is why we picked it. Psychological shit. A question came up about the behavior of the male protagonist in Never Tell. He was very forward and, in quotes, handsy when meeting the female protagonist the first time, in a way that made Nell and Stephanie uncomfortable, and they wondered if this was all romance novels were like. Before I jump in to defend this favorite genre of mine, no. The men are always flawed, but wonderfully, but wonderful and woke. Are they? Maybe. I haven't read enough. I think it depends on what you're reading. True, true. So perhaps. I decided to read a couple of novels I had to double check. Oh, she did research. Then we'll believe her. Great. I read a historical romance and a contemporary romance. And in both, the men were quite flawed, but respectful of women. While they might reach out and touch reach out and touch out of initial desire, they would never hold on if the woman pulled away. As I thought more about Never Tell, I questioned whether it was a romance at all. It was definitely a psychological thriller slash murder mystery, which we did say. And I Uh enjoyed the plot a lot, though other readers should be warned that there are some very uncomfortable and violent situations. We have touched on that. Uh I found it helpful to review the definition on what a romance novel is as defined by the Romance Writers of America. Definition. She's getting like, she like dug deep here. I'm appreciating. Real deep. Like real deep. I think. I I was not prepared for this level of like comprehension. Nor was I. Um, What comes through is the love of the genre. Yeah, which makes me like maybe I should give another chance. Anyway. Because if somebody questioned the murder mystery genre 
I I probably would also write as impassioned a defense as this. Yeah, if I was someone was, you know, talking bad about fantasy bullshit, Star Trek, Trek, I'd get real upset. Definition. Two basic elements comprise every romance novel, a central love story and an emotionally satisfying and optimistic ending. A central love story. The main plot centers around individuals falling in love and struggling to make the relationship work. A writer can include as many subplots as he, she wants, as long as the love story is the main focus of the novel. I have a question. Yes. Was this meant to be a blog post? I don't think so. Okay. Let, should we just stab myself in my face <laughs> with my own finger? <laughs> Not good. Should we make it one? Sure, we can. In which we case, can post. We shouldn't do the. No, we can let's post, post it. her we epistle post it so people can. Yes, so people okay. can. Yeah, an emotionally satisfying and optimistic ending. In a romance, the lovers, I hate the word lovers, by the way, the lovers who risk and struggle for each other and their relationship are rewarded with emotional justice and unconditional love. Romance novels may have any tone or style, be set in any place or time, and have varying levels of sustainability. My dog is trying to get into my body, ranging from... She loves romance. I think she has itchy eyes. Ranging from sweet to extremely hot. I guess she means in the D way. These settings and distinctions of plot create specific subgenres within romance fiction. Piper's trying to have a romantic situation with me right now. That made it sound like she's humping me. She was just sniffing my face. No, she just wants to be near you. Yeah. I would argue that Never Tell fulfills the second part of the definition, but not the first. The main story... I'm going to argue it does fulfill the first, but we can come back to that. The main story seems to be solving the murder and the love story being the second, but that's open for debate. Back to the original question. Do all romance heroes behave so aggressively with female protagonists? And the answer is no. Not by definition. I'm sure there are novels... Jeez, Piper, I'm sure... Snorty McSnorterson. I'm sure there are novels out there where the hero is aggressive, but I suspect... Oh, my! Piper has strong feelings on romance novels. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I suspect that it would be written into the characterization of both characters better. To me, the one weakness in this book is that the romance hero character wasn't written with more care about recognizing the reactions of the female protagonist and understanding that he should not push himself on her, but rather he should let her know, with words or deeds or both, that he's there to support her and over time she would become comfortable with him and go to him willingly. Holding her and touching her against her will, especially in this day and age, is just wrong and would likely get him punched in the dick, as Stanley says. I do say that. And it it would. As an enthusiast, I think I said that in the first one. As an enthusiast, as an (laughs) enthusiast. I genuinely got tongue-tied. I was not mocking anyone. As an enthusiast of the genre and someone who loves a happily ever after tale, heat. As a oh, I think that's a like the, a romance 
That must be a, a romance novel a, thing. Yeah. Cool. As a way to escape the world, I can say that what I love about the protagonists in these novels is that there are ideals for heterosexual women. You want to be like the female hero and meet and fall in love with the male hero, knowing full well that no one is perfect, even though flaws are written in. First of all, very nicely wrote. Lovely dramatic We should have more and- Lee sign epistles. We should. She should write um, a Lee sign epistle. We should make her read all the books. <clears throat> not make her. We're not going to force anybody to do anything. That's not nice. That's a coup. That's, um, <laughs> that, that's a coup. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um. So, uh, lovely reading. Thank you, Stephanie. Lovely letter. Thank you, Lisa. Um, I... I would argue that in the definition of a love story where the, or in a romance novel, a central love story, the main plot centers around individuals falling in love and struggling to make the relationship work. Like, I think that's there from the beginning. Yes, I would agree. So I, even if the dude was the one who noticed it first. Right. Although she right. did get and all tingly even at first. She just didn't want to give in to it because she was abused. Exactly. She acknowledges I'm, I'm feeling all It could be like an old-timey drunk. <laughs> it's the romance. It's getting to you. <laughs> she does say, like, she's kind of like, ooh, what's this? Which, again, goes to the she's never felt physical attraction and i've never felt this way before (laughs) come on you think that when you said that (laughs) whether i think it and whether i felt it out loud are two different things (sighs) good day um so, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious from the beginning that they both feel the tingles. They're just acknowledging the tingles in different ways. Yes. So I would I would argue, and since Lisa says that's open for debate, I'm debating, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it does fill, it does fill the qualifications to be a romance novel of the central love story and an an emotionally satisfying and optimistic ending. So I think that, yes, I think that was a nice ending with Lee sign epistle. My own personal feeling on the book is that I'm glad I pushed through. I'm glad I read it because it, at the end, I felt better than when I started it. Mm -hmm. I was not as angry at it. I'm still pretty angry at it. I I mean, I even though I didn't finish it, I did get to a point where I wasn't angry at it anymore. And I did actually enjoy the story. I just wish it was a mystery thriller. Yes. Like I could yeah. like honestly, if it would have just like left I actually think if you took out the just the first their first interactions and him being kind of shitty, yeah. it would have been fine. If you almost start it when 
with her background and then everything on from there. I th- yeah, it would have been fine. I think it's fine. It just is problematic. So basically when- we're mad at the editor is what we're saying. Yeah, I mean, although while I still love Stacey Abrams, I'm a little mad at her because she wrote these characters. That's true. I mean, the characters weren't bad except for his initial rapey tendencies. No, he's bad. He's bad. I think he's, I think he, there was some re- redemption I think, towards the end. I but think I, he is very, I, you honestly, from the Lee Sign Epistle, yeah. there wasn't enough fantasy in the romance part of it, I think, for why people like romance novels. I think it just seemed like any dude that you might know. Mm-hmm. And we're just now getting mm-hmm. into the head of like a dude who's too touchy. He seemed like he was the type of of dude who's gonna send a dick pic on an online dating service. That's that book. So what's the next book we're reading for book club? The next book that we're reading for book club is a personal favorite of mine that you have not read, but I'm super excited for you to read it, and I'm gonna be real sad if you don't like it. Okay. It's called The Westing Game. Okay. And it is a, um, it's geared towards young adults. I think I read it when I was probably like 10, 11, 12. It's kind, it's a mystery-ish. Okay. With a plucky young protagonist. I do love plucky young protagonists. Who wears braids and kicks people in the shins. Oh, I think I like that. It's like the kid version too. of punching you in the dick. Yes. <laughs> Nell's literally and vibrating on the other end of the Zoom call. I love her. Like, I loved this character so much. There were, there were a couple characters of, I read a lot as a kid, and there were a few characters that I identified with so much that I wanted to be them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I I took steps like, I did the same things that they did in order to be like them. Mm. One was Harriet the Spy, which I think I mentioned that in is the a previous good, one. That's a good one, I think. Where, like, I had my notebook and I was making observations about people. I 100% did that, too. Yeah. Um, and the main character here, her name is Turtle. It's a nickname, Obvs, but it's a good one. Um, so, one, I decided I needed a nickname like turtle mm-hmm. it didn't stick i don't have a nickname like turtle did you ever get a nickname no which still makes me a little sad so you know if you want to give me like a cool nickname that's fine okay i don't know um, what that is yet yeah think about it um everyone can let me know um it has to be cool kind of plucky no you um, had a nickname what's his face gave you that nickname jay laws he called you Called you something, right? That was you, that was, and he called you fashion. That was me. <laughs> I, I Remember that time that thing happened to you? No, wait, that was me. I'm so sorry. It's fine. Um, but. I considered for a while taking up the habit of kicking people in the shins. I can see that. In order to be more like Turtle. 
Piper does not think that that's a good idea, so I won't do that currently. But well, now I'm um, excited. So anyway, I'm excited for this one. We'll read it. It's going to be great if anyone wants to read along with us. Um, tell us your memories and or um, impressions if you haven't read the book. Yeah. And that's that. And we'll see you back for season two um, in a week or two. Season two. No more coup. Season two. No more coup. Is that a thing? If there's not a coup, like if the coup does does not succeed, which I'm hopeful that it doesn't. Yeah. Our season two we'll post be will be a graphic that says season two. No more coup. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. And we love you. Bye. Bye.